Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Dot Differently. Again, this is Jeremy Kalmanowski, learning with you, Tractate Yoma, page Kaf, or 20. Zmirot hayuli chukecha be'eretz migurai. Your laws were like poems to me in all of my travels. Today, I want to talk to you about a law and a poem. This is a great page with a lot of interesting stuff, some interesting stories, some interesting folktales, but the thing that gathered my attention the most uh, has to do with the interesting question of how the Talmud text was actually transmitted during the Middle Ages, variant girsaot, or or, uh, actual textual phrasings in different versions, and the evidence that we can uh, find out on this question from a liturgical poem. The topic of our page is what's called Trumat Hadeshen, or clearing away the uh, ashes from the previous day's sacrifice, which on a typical day in the ancient temple was the first thing that was performed just about the time of dawn, or Kriyat HaGever, the time that either the uh, the rooster crows at dawn, or the, the announcer, sort of like the muezzin, uh, in, in a contemporary mosque, the uh, the ancient times, the the uh, the mahriz, the the caller out or announcer, would call the kohanim to their service. And the first thing that happened was uh, on each day was that somebody would uh, take all of the ashes off of the mizbeach of the uh, altar from the day before. We learn on our page, however, that though that typically happened at dawn each day, on Yom Kippur. That happened at midnight of the previous night, and on the Shalosh Regalim, the Passover, Shavuot, and Sukkot, because of the great many, 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 many people and the many, 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 many sacrifices that had to be offered. Many people came to the temple and many sacrifices they wanted to offer. That happened much earlier in the night at the end of the, the first, first watch of the night. Uh, in the course of this, exp- the Talmud explains why, the Talmud explains the obligation of Trumat Hadeshen of, of uh, clearing away the ashes and explains the time that's supposed to happen, and they cite biblical verses to, to help us understand that. And they explain why on these holidays, Yom Kippur and the Shalosh Regalim, it, it deviated from that. And as I mentioned, the holidays, the Shalosh Regalim explanation is quite practical, you know, just too many people, and so they had to, uh, they had to make it easier by clearing away the ashes earlier in the night. And Yom Kippur, it says, that they did it at midnight of the previous night, de'ika chulsha de kohen gadol avdinan mechatzot. That, you can find that line near the top of 20b, about five or six lines down, for those of you who are reading along with the page, that they did it in the evening because of the fatigue, chulsha, the weakness or fatigue of the kohen gadol. For that reason, avdinan mechatzot, they did this act from midnight. Now, uh, I'd like to ask you to think for a moment how the Talmudic text was transmitted. 
For a long time it was oral. People simply remembered the text. And then when it was committed to writing, as you can imagine, uh, a text that circulated not because somebody posted it on the Internet or they printed a copy, they printed uh, an official version with, uh, you know, half a million copies. Uh, you can imagine that there were certain variants. And the way the medieval Talmud scholars studied was often to compare different versions. So what I'd like to do is point out to you that Rashi and some of the Tosafot have one interpretation. Others of the Tosafot have a different interpretation of the meaning of this because they have a different text. And I'd like to uh, show you some evidence, as the Tosafot do, uh, from a poem. So our printed text, which not always but very often follows the explanations of Rashi. Rashi lived from 1040 to 1105. His commentary is so significant that when it came time to print the text, um, the printers often resolved uh, variant girsaot, variant readings, by following what Rashi explained. And Rashi says that that is the chulsha, the weakness of the kohen gadol, or the fatigue of the high priest. That is to the, the prompted them to do it at midnight. That is to say, according to Rashi, that the high priest has to do the trumat hadeshin himself on Yom Kippur day, and because he is not allowed to sleep at all. Um, uh, he has to stay up all night. Therefore, they they uh, didn't stress him out too much in the morning time. They uh, enabled him to do it earlier in the evening. And that is a position that some of the Tosafists will also take. I, I'm, I'm looking at the Tosafot, you know, those of you looking at the page, it's on the right-hand margin, down at the bottom of 20B, and then going on to 20A, 21A, Kaf Aleph Amoral, Mishum Chusha de Kohen Gadol, uh, and at the very end of that Tosafot uh, entry, the re Rabbi Yitzchak of Dampierre, who was Rashi's great-grandson, gives a basically similar explanation. Rashi explained it with, with respect to the Kohen Gadol having to stay up all night. His fatigue had to go from sleeplessness. Uh, the re Dampierre explains it having to do with his... Uh, the, the next day, if they delayed it till the next day, by then he'd be really hungry and thirsty already because of the fasting. So they asked him to do Trumat Hadesh and clear away the old ashes the previous night before the pain of fasting had fully set in. However, if you read that Tosafot, and I'm I'm now looking for those of you keeping score at home, I'm now looking at the bottom of twenty B Kaf Amudbet. You'll note that it says three lines from the bottom there, Veriva Piresh, Rabbi Yoel Ben uh Avraham, I think, one of the Rogel Eliezer, one of the Tosafists, explained the Logar se Kohen Gadol. In his version, the text should not read because of the Chul Shaur fatigue of the high priest, specifically the high priest. Mishum de Kohen. It's because of the weakness of the the priest, not the high priest. And his interpretation means that it is not because the Kohen Gadol himself has to, to do the Truma Hadeshin and clear away all the old ashes. Other priests could do it, but were worried about their fatigue. And to to prove uh, to prove his position, he or the Tosafot, the author of the Tosafot on his behalf, cites uh, what it said in the in the liturgical poem for Yom Kippur about the Avodah service. Now this he's quoting from a different poem than the than the Amitz Koach that is standard in Ashkenazi Sidurim, I haven't gone through all the various uh, versions, 
So I can't tell you, I personally can't tell you exactly which poem he's quoting from, but he notes that the poem that is current in his day, let's call it the 11th to 12th, the 12th, probably 12th century in, in northern France or Germany, notes that the Trumat Hadeshim for that day is done by the priests, uh, plural, not the high priest, by the other priests, and is distributed in the standard way that priestly duties are, which is by lottery. And he, he quotes the verse, uh, in his poem, not in, not in the poem that, that I'm quoting from, but he quotes the verse, Hukmu mechatsot deshen lenaara kepais deshen habeera. They rouse them from midnight to shake away the ashes, uh, as the, as the, uh, the ashes, uh, as the responsibility of removing the ashes is uh, distributed by lottery. Our, the Amit's Koach, the very common Ashkenazi poem, I'll read now. They were delighted to clear away the ashes as distributed in the first lottery. They were delighted. That is to say, in the poems, it reads not that the Kohen Gadol does this act, but Kohanim do this act, the, the priest in general. It is perhaps not the height of religious uh, import to, to imagine which priests did this act on a temple that has been destroyed for, for thousands of years now. But what I think is cool about this is that the Tosafists themselves argue about the Talmud text. They, they must have seen variant texts before them. And I think it's pretty cool that they cite poems as evidence for what must have happened in ancient times. Okay, thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.